It is Thursday here on the Locked On Network, and that means it is crossover time with Locked On Raiders and Locked On Dolphins previewing this Sunday's matchup at Hard Rock Stadium. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Hi, M.A. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Tip of the cap to our everydayers who do keep it locked in because it is your team every day. We don't just say it, we live it. Uh, today is Tuesday, November 16th, 2023, and today's Crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com and use code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. We have your boy Q with Locked On Raiders here with us today for this crossover. So without further ado, let's dive in and get after it. It is Thursday here on the Locked On Network, and you know what that means. It is crossover Thursday. We have an AFC conference clash between the 5-5 five and five Las Vegas Raiders and the 6-3 and three Miami Dolphins at Hard Rock Stadium. And Locked On Raiders, Locked On Dolphins, have you covered? Your boy Q, Locked On Raiders, Kyle Krabs, Locked On Dolphins. We are fired up for this crossover Thursday. And Q, these Raiders, man, they're, they're sneaking up on people a little bit. Five and five, got a couple of wins. Antonio Pierce, what's the buzz down uh, over in Las Vegas? And uh, out of all of the things that could possibly be the main storyline right now, what stands out to you? Well, it's it's just that guy, Antonio Pierce, and the way that he's brought a newfound energy to this organization, uh, a newfound energy to this fan base, right? I mean, this team, the players in the locker room, we were in the locker room on Wednesday, and they're playing basketball. They're they're having a good time, right? They're playing cornhole. They're relaxed. They're they're chilling, right? And they're they they have that newfound energy and that belief that they can go out there and win against anybody. And look, they've played two games at home. And that's probably the best time for an interim coach to come in, right, is when you have two games at home against two very winnable teams against the Giants and the Jets. They won both of those. So the sky is great. Everything is good. Well, now it gets real, right? You step up to the big leagues this week as you take take your show on the road to Miami. So we'll learn a lot about this team. But I just think the storyline is, you know, the newfound energy and, and belief that this team and this fan base has with Antonio Pierce as the interim head coach and the fact that the team is having fun again as opposed to what they were doing under Josh McDaniels, which was clearly not a lot of fun at all. So I'm assuming that the storyline for the Dolphins has something to do with, uh, you know, the, 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 the fact that they haven't beat a bunch of teams that are uh, above 500. I'm sure that's something that they're tired of hearing about. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're close this week playing a team that's five and five. And, right. you know, if you win, you beat a team that's now below 500. And if you lose, then you can't beat another team that's above 500. So it's the perfect tee up <laughs> right. for that storyline to continue for yet another week for the Dolphins. But, uh, yeah, I think this team coming off the bye, getting a chance to get healthy. Their defense has what the entire projected starting unit was going to look like at the beginning of the year. That is all together. You know, they really only got that against Kansas City for the first time all season. They're a little banged up on the offensive line, both their guard spots, but they did get Teron Armstead back and Connor Williams back for against the Chiefs before the bye. So uh, the Dolphins are coming out of this bye week about as healthy as they have been all season. And that for Miami, I think is what the storyline 
is is what what's the ceiling of the football team because you know for being six and three and uh, having an ugly loss against Buffalo in week four on your schedule and losing by two touchdowns, to the Eagles, thanks to a late touchdown in week seven and losing to the chiefs and, and not being able to execute at the end of the game. Like even in a lot of their wins, there, there've been these self-inflicted wounds on both sides of the ball. And some of it is guys that have been elevated and had to play because of injuries. Some of it is, is because of what you would explain as the new defensive system learning or growing pains that, that we saw in the first portion of the season, that defense is stabilized, but it's like, okay, we, you got, you got your guys now, yeah. you know, you're, you're going to play this game and you're missing both starting guards. Potentially Robert hunt may play. It doesn't sound promising, but in the grand scheme of things, everybody you hope that you would have Devon H practice window open. He's probably going to be back for this game. How healthy can you stay? Can you do the thing that you're supposed to do and do the thing that you know people criticize you for, which is beat teams you have better records than? And if you do, the next five game stretch for Miami is, is going to be about putting a stranglehold on this AFC East. And I'm really fascinated to see how this young team handles that now that everybody's healthy, because uh, Mike McDaniel has talked a lot about this being a young football team in the past and their ability to put the proper lens through opportunities and games last year specifically uh, was something that, you know, you got the impression that they felt they weren't always properly focused for the game or the task at hand. And you're coming out of the bye, you're six and three, you got a better record than the Raiders. What do you do with that? I I think that's the storyline for Miami. No, that makes a lot of sense, you know, and uh, another storyline that, you know, we're obviously paying attention to here a lot when it comes to the Raiders is, you know, you've had two successful weeks against teams that weren't very good in the Giants and the Jets, even though the Jets have a really good defense. So are they really a better team? Are they really, you know, clicking on all cylinders? And, and is the defense really playing as well as played? Uh, you know, I mean, they didn't they didn't allow a touchdown last week. You know, they haven't allowed a touchdown in a, in a long time. <laughs> right. I mean, it's been it's like. I think it's been 30 something drives. It feels like they haven't scored a, a touchdown or hasn't had a touchdown scored against them. So can they keep that going against a team that has a high octane offense? Right. I mean, I know Miami's going to score. I have no doubt about that, but you know, can the Raiders eliminate some of those big plays? Can they, you know, hold them to a field goal a few times as opposed to letting them get touchdowns every time. I mean, that's, that's going to be, you know, the big test for this team. You know, what does it really look like? So uh, I've been saying that this is a step up kind of in weight class. It's like when you go up from, uh, you know, you're a welterweight, then all of a sudden you're going to be in the heavyweight. Like this is a heavyweight fight that they're going to step into. Do they have the punches to hang with the Dolphins? Or is this going to be something that looks like maybe the Bills game that the Raiders were in in week two where they just got slaughtered, right? I mean, so how real is this team? We'll learn a lot about them come Sunday when they're taking on the Dolphins. That's another storyline to definitely pay attention to when it comes to the Raiders. And the last storyline that I would point to is uh, Max Crosby and the Dolphins' answers for him. Yeah, where we will we'll talk about matchups specifically, but oh, the focus one of the big focuses this offseason for Miami was keeping Tua Tagovailoa healthy and upright and avoiding taking sacks, and they have done a good job of doing that. He has had games where he's had a clean sheet pitched by his offensive line. He's going to have both his tackles for this game between Tron Armstead and Austin Jackson. What are their answers and, and what do they trust the other guys to do from one-on-one matchups? I think that that's a really key piece of this for Miami because this offense goes so often as Tua Tungalo is able to get into a rhythm and because of their play calling, 
uh, and, and their system, they have done a really good job of keeping pass rushers just off balance enough, whether they're moving the launch point or they're putting run action in your face and forcing you to transition and flip the switch into a pass rusher. What do the Dolphins choose to do to scheme up against Max Crosby, who's one of the best defensive players and best pass rushers in this league, uh, to help make sure that he does not ruin the game plan because he is good enough to do it. And I, I think that's a perfect setup for us uh, to talk about key matchups uh, in this crossover Thursday episode on the Locked On Network between Las Vegas Raiders and Miami Dolphins. Listen, guys, one thing that I do want to make sure that you are aware of is that when you are watching the game on Sunday, there is no reason for you to do so on an empty stomach. Our friends at DoorDash, they have all of your local retail and restaurants. I just got Mexican food from a food truck right down the street by my place that was absolutely outstanding. Uh, so when the two-minute warning hits in the first half, make sure you guys load up. Get yourself something delicious for the home stretch of Dolphins and Raiders, something local with DoorDash. So whether you're prepping for uh, your next tailgate, whether you are prepping for uh, a big meal at home, whether you need some post-game chow or snacks or whatever it is, you can order everything from pizza and wings and soda to groceries, you name it, at DoorDash, and you can get 50% off up to a $10 value. When you spend $15 or more on your first order, when you download the DoorDash app and use code LOCKED23, that's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23 subject to change and terms do apply. Okay, Q, uh, we're talking matchups to watch in this. And I want to give you the opportunity to tackle one first. I kind of teed up Max Crosby a little bit, but would love to hear if your brain goes somewhere else when you think about this game, or if that is the hallmark one for you too. I mean, that's always going to be one, right? Max Crosby versus any team's offensive line. And, you know, the, he, he's been moving around a lot this year. So, you know, it's not really one specific tackle or, or whatnot. But in this matchup in particular, I'm going to kind of go in a different direction. I think that Max Crosby is going to have an opportunity to do Max Crosby type things just because that's who he is. And special players make special plays. That's just That's just the nature of the beast. I'm really looking at the Raiders defensive line as a unit going up against the Dolphins and their their run game, uh, especially if A-Chan is back like he expected to be back, and he's such a dominant runner. I mean, I ain't got to tell you, but they are really struggling when it comes to stopping the run. They struggled against the Giants. Saquon Barkley was having a nice game until the game got out of control and they had to go away from the run game. Um, the Jets, they didn't do it quite so much, but Zach Wilson had 54 yards rushing, and you know the Jets mm -hmm. ended up going over 100 yards. The Dolphins are going to want to butter their bread by way of the ground game, right? I know everyone looks at Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell and Tua throwing the ball deep and everything, but I feel like everything is built off of those cats in the backfield. The, the, the run game really gets everything going. I think the Raiders have to have a big emphasis on making sure you slow down the run. I don't think you can stop the run completely. I, I just don't believe that. I think they have to have a huge emphasis on trying to slow down the run. Tyreek will probably get his. Raiders are very familiar with what he was able to do. Saw him all the time in Kansas City, so know what that guy's capable of. But if that's the only guy that's really going off, I feel like the Raiders have a puncher's chance in the game. But if the run game's clicking, Tyreek's clicking, Waddle's clicking, this guy's clicking, right, that everyone's having a good time and everyone's celebrating on the sideline, I think that they've got to make sure that they somewhat pick their poison and trying to slow down the run as much as possible 
I think is a recipe for success for the silver and black. Again, very tough game. I mean, Miami is fantastic. You know that. But uh, I just think that they've got to really have an emphasis on trying to slow down the run. So that defensive line against the run game of the Dolphins is what I'm really keying in on in this one. What about you? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with that same thing. And I'm looking at those two players on the second level uh, for the Raiders, too, between Robert Spillane and Devon Diablo, who have a lot of tackle numbers. And, and a lot of this defensive or offensive success is Mike McDaniel with the misdirection and the pulling offensive linemen and the motion, all of that crossing the center at and after the snap. It's a lot of eye candy. It's a lot of forcing to, you to hold for an extra step. And if it's with the speed in the backfield and you have to hold the extra step, you're buying that guard enough leverage to get up and, and cut you off and be able to get up onto the second level and create a chunk gain and the explosive gain. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I know, you know Spillane has just been outstanding this year for the Raiders yeah. and, and obviously yeah. not just the game against the Jets where he had the interception and, and all of the big time numbers, but uh, he's been a revelation since he's come over from Pittsburgh and played really well. He's going to have to keep that going because as much as it is winning at the first line of line of scrimmage too, especially with this Dolphins defense, I think it's just as much on the responsibility of the Raiders and their linebackers to anticipate the flow of the ball and not allow the eye candy to really kind of screw with your reads and keys and your spacing as you fit the box. Yeah, there's no doubt that eye candy is for real, right? I mean, window dressing, uh, magic tricks in the backfield, whatever you want to call it, there's a lot of it going on in Miami. It's something that it always makes me laugh when I watch the game because I understand how how it just throws everyone off. It throws defenders off. And if you're not disciplined, and Coach Antonio Pierce has talked about that. He said they've got a lot of magic tricks. They've got a lot going on in the backfield, but you've got to stay disciplined, as you mentioned. Keep with your keys. So that will definitely be a big focus. The defense has got their work cut out for them. There is mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Uh, the Raiders have not been averaging a lot of points per game, right? I mean, they, they just haven't. They've they've only gone over uh, 20 points offensively once this game or this season, and that was against the Giants the first week that Antonio Pierce took over as the interim head coach. Uh, the Giants aren't a very good team, so take that for what it's worth. The defense is really going to have their work cut out for them. They've done some good jobs, good jobs this season. I thought uh, they've really given the Raiders opportunities to win games. Uh, this will be a huge test for the, like you said, defensive line and clearly the linebackers as well, uh, trying to slow down the the run game and, and also, like I said, try to eliminate those uh, those magic tricks and not let them uh, play those tricks on your mind uh, as as they're lining up and getting ready to run plays. Yeah, and and when I think about the other side of the ball too, how have we gone this far into this podcast? and not mentioned Devontae Adams with Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard. And yeah. uh, th- those those potential corner matchups are, are good on good and, and strength on strength. And obviously, you got a young quarterback that'll be playing in this game and Aiden O'Connell, and he's shown some bright flashes in the arm to throw the ball down the field. And if the Raiders are going to build off of just how much they feed the ball to Josh Jacobs and try to take some shots with Devontae Adams, I, I think you might not see that corner wide receiver matchup be consistent as far as volume throughout the game, but the shots that are there, I think are potential big swing play opportunities and who wins at the catch point, right. how well placed are the throws, where down the field are they? You know, the Dolphins generally just leave their corners and say, look, we get a left corner and a right corner. And the player who ends up traveling is the nickel because the nickel plays to the passing strength, no matter what. Now Vic Fangio has some coverage, uh, specific rules that he can put into place to play extra leverage to a player 
as compared to playing matchups and traveling. So do you see a lot of that from, from the Dolphins' perspective, a lot of uh, bracketed safety and, and pressed-up corner, uh, even if it's away from the passing strength? Do they play some matchups with Devontae, or Devontae Adams? I'd be surprised if they do. Um, but that's the one when the Raiders have the ball. You know Josh Jacobs is going to tote the rock. Yeah, and it's Devontae Adams as the counterpunch to that. That I think they the Raiders have the chance to lull you to sleep, lull you to sleep, lull you to sleep, and then come and hit you with a big play and flip the field or potentially get points on the board. Yeah, I mean the last two games that the Raiders have won, Josh went for ninety eight yards and one hundred sixteen yards. Right, those are the two best games he's had all season long. So there's going to be a heavy emphasis on Josh Jacobs. This offense does not go. Without the success of Josh Jacobs, Aiden O'Connell's a rookie quarterback. Uh, he's had two starts in a row now. He had a start earlier in the season as well that didn't go so well. But, uh, you know, he's going to get tested. Ramsey and Xavier Howard are ball hawks, right? You put the ball in the wrong place or, you know, you think you see one thing and Ramsey's trying to bait you into a bad pass and you'll probably throw it, right? So it's going to see how mature Aiden O'Connell is. This is going to be huge in his maturation because not only is he trying to win this game, He's also trying to prove that he could be the starting quarterback for this team long-term. As interim head coach Antonio Pierce is trying to prove that he could be the head coach of this team long-term. As Bo Hardegree, the interim offensive coordinator, has proven that he could be the guy long-term. As is interim GM Champ Kelly. There's a lot of interim, as you could tell, right. with the Raiders right now. They're all trying to prove something. So this, again, is a huge measuring stick. That's exactly what Antonio Pierce called it earlier this week, a huge measuring stick and seeing exactly where this team is. And they've got two in a row. They've got this week coming up and then the Chiefs. So uh, you'll learn a lot about yourself against those two teams, two of the best teams in the AFC. But for this one in particular, with those ball hawks at the corner positions, Xavier Howard, I've been you know covering him since he was at Baylor. So I know his career and his trajectory, how he's been. And Jalen Ramsey, all you got to do is say Jalen Ramsey. Right. I mean, everyone knows who he is. Uh, obviously, that was a big deal that they got him back. So Aiden O'Connell is going to get tested. Josh Jacobs is going to have to do a lot of the heavy lifting and they're going to have to pick and choose when they can hit Devontae, Jacoby Myers, maybe even Hunter Renfro. Tight end, Michael Mayer. Maybe this is a Michael Mayer type game, but uh, somebody's going to have to step up and make some big plays. And Aiden O'Connell is going to have to make some big boy throws at opportunities when he gets chances or at least when he feels like he gets chances moving forward. What about kind of the offense? you know, the, the, the outlook that you have for the, for the Dolphins against the Raiders defense. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the potential of putting that second level with the safeties mm. and the linebackers in a bind, because that's where they put so much of their passing offense uh, is in 10 to 19 middle of the field, hitting the seams, hitting in breaking routes in rhythm and, I just don't know. I, I really like the matchup in this game uh, for the Dolphins wide receivers against the corners. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Peters has been a, a savvy vet in the league for a really long time, but he's a high variance player. Uh, I don't know. Are we going to see Jack Jones getting claimed off waivers so quickly? Right. I'm, at least Miami has experience there as far as him as a player. They played him twice already this year with New England, so you, they they kind of have a scouting report on him as a player, as a wild card matchup for the Raiders a little bit. But uh, I just I think the the corner group in particular is such that the Raiders are are probably going to have to give a little extra help and leverage, especially on the inside uh, against those players. And I, I think that's where Miami. I do think their um, ability to stress your defensive back seven uh, is going to be the test of the game. I, I think that's really going to be the deciding factor is, is 
how up to the task are uh, Spillane and Trayvon Moreg and Divine Diablo and all of those guys to be able to do all the things that they have to do and also prevent explosive plays by being on time when when they do throw the ball. You got to get square and you got to get ready to tackle right away. Right, exactly. I just I look at that speed of the the wide receivers and and realize that the corners are going to get tested. We know Marcus Peters isn't a spring chicken, so he's not uh you know, he's not a fast dude at this stage of the game. He's a guy that's going to try to, you know, jump a route or two and try to take the ball the other way. Uh then there's a lot of uh, a lot of kind of inexperience on the other side, right? I mean, you have Jacorian Bennett who's a fourth round uh pick rookie. Uh, who's still trying to find his way. Amik Robertson, I don't know if he's going to be playing or not. He's in the protocol right now. He left the game on Sunday. Um, you know, you've got Nate Hobbs. He'll be in the slot. Uh, he could kick outside if they need to to have him. You mentioned Jack Jones. Just got a chance to uh, finally meet him on Wednesday, and he's excited about the opportunity. But he also told me, I got to learn the playbook. I'm trying to be in, in the mix as quickly as possible, but I got to learn the playbook. So who knows if he's going to be there. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, he'll probably just be depth if he does play at all on Sunday. There's there's uh, going to be a lot of questions, man. And, you know, and there's guys that could run with wide receivers and then there's guys that could run and make plays at the same time as wide receivers. And this is going to be a test to see if the Raiders defense could do that. I expect to see a lot of Marcus Epps helping uh, one corner over the top. I expect to see Trayvon Merrick on the other side helping out a lot. I think there's going to be a ton of help, which might open up the middle of the field. And it could put the Raiders in a bad, bad position because they've traditionally given up a lot over the middle of the field. Well, we'll talk more keys to victory between the Raiders and the Dolphins as we continue this crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Network with your boy Q. I'm Kyle Krabs. You know, guys, we talk quite a bit here on Locked On Dolphins, and I'm really thankful for the community that we've built. And because of the community that we've built, I want to take a moment to talk to you guys about Jace Medical. No one should be caught unprepared, and you and your loved ones deserve the peace of mind of knowing that you can take care of yourselves if the unexpected comes your way, which is why Jace Medical and their Jace case is something that you should have on your mind. You can find five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use, and all it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form and, and in some questions, jump on a call with one of their board-certified physicians. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation. Right now, you can go to jacemedical.com and get a 12-month supply of your daily medications and use code Locked On at checkout for a discount as well. Uh, if you or someone you know would have the peace of mind of knowing that they have a year's supply of their daily medications, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. And remember that promo code is Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Okay, Q, uh, keys to victory for this game. The Raiders win this football game. If what what's the what's the big one thing that's got to go right? Well, they've got to have a dominant run game. They really do. I think that Josh Jacobs has to tote the rock anywhere between 25 and 30 times. It's got to go over 100 something yards, probably get a couple touchdowns as well. The problem with that, Kyle, that I, I have is if you run the ball and you run the clock, because that's what everyone's saying, just keep the ball away from the Dolphins offense. That's fine and dandy. But if you're not scoring touchdowns and you're only getting field goals, the Dolphins have a big playability. So, yeah, you might take six or seven minutes off the clock and then settle for three. Then Tua and company come back, and three plays later, they're in the end zone. Now, all of a sudden, all that stalling and all that trying to keep the ball away from them went for not. So I'm really concerned with the Raiders' consistency and their ability to consistently get in the end zone. Again, they haven't really done that throughout the course of the year. But if, if they are going to pull this game off, 
I think it's got to be a heavy dose of the run game. They've got to cash in in the red zone, and the defense is going to have to come up with a turnover too. I mean, I, I think it's just yeah. it's just that simple, right? Because you, I don't think you're going to all day long run up and down the field on the Dolphins' defense. I, I just don't see that happening. I know that you can run on the Dolphins somewhat, right? I, I I get that, but I just think that you have to you have to set your your offense up in short fields a couple times, and you've got to have a lot of success uh, in the in in, in the uh, run game with Josh Jacobs. And if you're going to turn them off over, don't. Don't don't turn the ball over yourself, right? That's a lot of ask. Right. That's a lot to go right. It's almost a perfect, clean game, and it's hard because it's in South Beach, and there's an incredible home field advantage for the Dolphins. I'm um, expecting the Raiders are going to be in their black jerseys, as the Dolphins always have the teams wearing their their, their home jerseys. It's going to be tough, man. But basically, they've got to play a clean, clean game and have everything go right to win this one against Miami. Yeah. <laughs> Just that's uh, it. I think one of the big ones for Miami is is can you score points in your first two or three possessions? Because I think if you, if you do that and you find a way and you're not just held to, to long field goals on all three, I think you do put the pre- the pressure on the Raiders a little bit to uh, put points on the board. And you, and you think about that game against the Jets, right? Where if it felt like the Jets were consistently moving the ball in the first half, they get all the way down the low, low, low red zone. They have self-inflicted wounds. A touchdown comes off the board with the review of Zach Wilson stepping out of bounds. And then next thing you know, it's, it's only three. If Miami can find a way to get a couple touchdowns, two touchdowns on the board within their first three possessions of this football game, I, I think it really runs the risk of getting Las Vegas all the way out of what they want to do. So right. Miami's capable of scoring in bunches. I think that's a big one for Miami is start early to kind of get the game script against the Raiders favor with how their plan is to try to, to win the game and force them to come at you in a way that they don't want to win. Uh, what, Q, what's Colton Miller's status for this game? Is he expected to play? That's a good question. He didn't practice on Wednesday, and I asked Coach Pierce about him, and he said, look, he, he thought he was going to go last week against the Jets, but we held him out. And I said, okay, so maybe he's going to practice on Wednesday, mm-hmm. but then he didn't practice on Wednesday. So we'll see what happens. I'm expecting him to play only because okay. Coach Pierce said that he was close. But again, he was close, and then he didn't practice on Wednesday. So uh, he hasn't participated in, in a handful of practices. I know he's a guy that doesn't like to miss practice. He doesn't like to miss games. He's only missed two in his career, so he's been very steady. Um, so I'm just assuming that he's going to be back. If not, Jermaine Illuminor will be back on the left side like he was against the Jets, and Thayer Munford will be at the right side. And you know, I think Jermaine's a, a decent swing tackle, but he's not Colton Miller. So that would be a huge blow to the Raiders, especially in this game against those dudes up front for Miami. Yeah, so uh, I, I think that's critical too for for the Raiders is you know getting their personnel. I, I believe uh, Parham's also banged yeah. up. He did didn't yeah. practice on Wednesday either, right? No, he didn't. He's dealing with the calf injury, and so that you know that could be the whole left side of your offense or offensive line, right? Your left tackle and your left guard. Uh, that would be that would be huge blows to the Raiders. And again, they want to run the ball. Josh Jacobs wants to run the ball, and he's starting to have success with this offensive line. So you want to keep that intact. And if those guys aren't able to go on Sunday, uh, that's going to hurt from a protection standpoint, and also trying to run the rock. So uh, that's a couple that's a couple big blows to the Raiders in their offensive attack period. Yeah. So Q, do do you have a score prediction for the game as we get oh, ready to man. close this thing up? I don't have a score prediction, but I'll give one anyway. <laughs> right. Okay. I haven't okay. I haven't given it enough thought. I, I I struggled to see how the Raiders could continue to score as many points 
uh, just because they haven't done it this year, right? I just don't know how they're going to be able to compete with a Dolphins team who's going to score. If the Jets didn't shoot themselves in the foot so many times on Sunday, they score more points. I mean, they only ended up with 12, four field goals, and that was it. So uh, they they were very undisciplined, and that helped lead the, the Raiders to victory in this one. I, I feel like that the Dolphins are going to win this one. I'm going to say they're going to win 24-17 just because that 17 number is the number that the Raiders have consistently been scoring is about 17 points. They've only gone over 20 offensively once this year, and that was against the Giants. So uh, I'm going to roll with that and and just call it a day and say that, that you know, if, if the Raiders can co- create a couple turnovers and, and have the run game kick clicking, then maybe they can make this a, a tighter game and even steal it at the end. But my gut feeling just tells me that the Dolphins are going to win it, uh, like I said, 24-17. Yeah, and Miami, I think, is 15-2 and two in their last 17 games at Hard Rock Stadium. I know you mentioned that home field advantage, so I'm, I'm also yeah. picking the Dolphins to win the game, and that's a, a big piece of the reason why. Coming out of the bye, at home, West Coast team, coming east, all of those layers on top of, really admire what Antonio Pierce has been able to get out of this football team the last two weeks, and it's, it's very cool to see the uh, interim head coach bump that this team has gotten and, and the inspired yeah. effort from a lot of the players. Uh, but, but I, I kind of am inclined to agree with you. I think the deck is probably stacked a little too hard and I think you will get a spirited effort from the Raiders. I would not be surprised if you get into the final 20, 15 minutes of this football game and it's a one score game. Uh, my final score prediction is, is 27, 13 Miami Mm -hmm. as the final. Uh, but like I said, if you told me it was a a touchdown game, uh, at the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter before Miami, you know, has the, the play late in the game when that South Florida heat kind of wears on the Raiders uh, and, and bust it open a little bit. I w- would not be one bit surprised just because they are playing so hard for Antonio Pierce right now. Yeah, that's the thing. That's what I'm looking forward to. And I think that's what a lot of Raider nation is looking forward to as well is the effort. You know, when they yeah. were in Chicago, man, they didn't even look like they ever got off the bus. They didn't look like they got off the plane. I mean, they, they were lethargic. They just looked like they were in, uninterested in even playing the game. I don't expect to see that at all. I expect to see Antonio yeah. Pierce having those guys uh, fired up, lathered up, coming out of the locker room, hair on fire, believing that they're going to win the game and go out there and put everything uh, you know, out there on leave it on the field. That's what I expect from an Antonio Pierce-led team, and that's what I think that Raider Nation is looking for. Like, Can they do that? Can they go on the road going up against a team like Miami and give that maximum effort like every time they're on the grass? They do that. They lose the game. Of course, Raider Nation will be disappointed, but I think they'll feel like this team is trending in the right direction with the right leadership to 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 at least have them let us, you know, lined up to to, to play games and play them tough. All right, and we will find out on Sunday at Hard Rock Stadium, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders at five five playing the six and three Miami Dolphins in Week Eleven of the twenty twenty three season. This has been. Yet another crossover Thursday here on the Lockdown Network. We have so many talented hosts for all of your favorite teams, so make sure when you're finished here, go find your next favorite team and seek them out as well here on the Lockdown Network. I'm Crowd Crabs, Lockdown Dolphins, with your boy Q of Lockdown Raiders. We hope you all enjoyed, and we hope you all enjoy the game.